Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the BB Show. We're a little bit late this week. I think you guys can understand. We know I'm going to release our episodes on Monday. Today's today's Thursday, December 28th. Monday was Christmas Day. We got families, all right? This, is, this isn't, you know, we're here to celebrate Christmas. Have a great time. So with that in mind, before we jump into Week 16 recap, Week 17 preview, a little bit of buy, sell, hold, and a little bit of a special segment at the end here as we move towards the end of the season. Chen, how was your holiday, man? Sorry, man. You know what Sorry. I mean? Living the dream in Wisconsin wasn't uh was not a white Christmas. It was more of a rainy, yeah, rainy we got, Florida-esque weather we got, Christmas. We got more of the same here in Chicago. It was uh raining, going from house to house in the rain, carrying presents <laughs> in the rain, trying not to get them wet. Got my wife ah. like a squish mallow, got totally soaked in the rain. <laughs> had to we had to wash it. It was it was a disaster, but it was fun yeah, nonetheless. It. it was fun nonetheless. Got yeah. a brand new pair of white Crocs on Christmas. I haven't had Crocs yeah. since I was like ten years old. Um, yeah, that's can't wear them on Christmas because everything is all muddy. And I was like, well, I can't wear these; they're gonna get wrecked. So, um, have yet to wear them. But you know, it was a good Christmas. It was a good Maybe when snow falls, man. Maybe when snow falls, you can blend in. I feel like. <laughs> I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like since we were kids, like the winter season has been like backed up by like three, two or three weeks. Like we still get the same amount of snow and we still get the same amount of cold. Some people say we get less snow. I've actually researched this. We really don't. It's it's kind of all the same. But it's oh. to me, it's st- it used to start like the beginning of December, maybe halfway through December, depending on the year. And now it's like, okay, you get snow in like January. And then the snow just stays longer into March and April than it used to. That's an accurate depiction. Yeah, yeah, it definitely feels like we're in snow debt as a world, which is kind of crazy. But because you think about it, it's like it's always there. There should be snow on the ground. I, I mean, we're we're going into 2024 here and there's nothing. But it's all right, man. Well, you know, and it's not even thing. like, you know, I, I, I feel like winter used to be colder like it was almost 50 degrees on christmas day and i get that like I've, i saw this thing like there was some like el nino in the gulf of mexico this year or something which oh yeah makes it the whole winter supposed to be warm or something like that i don't know i'm not you know i'm not a meteorologist or anything but uh white christmas always prefer and then after january 1st i want snow to die and never return so if the trade-off is a 50-degree Christmas for no snow ever, I'm not going to complain. You know? Earth, I, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not complaining. If I really wanted a white Christmas, I would go travel somewhere where I know there's snow. Like, it's, you know. Um, which I have, Yeah, I mean, Colorado, you know, maybe go up to go up to the woods of Minnesota or something like that. You know, Canada. stay on the lake. Yeah, Canada. But <laughs> regardless, let's get down to business. Week 16, a lot of games, a lot of different days. The most discompobulated I think I've ever been throughout NFL week. We've got like three Great. games. On, we've had the Thursday night game. We've got three games on Saturday or on Sunday, uh, the 24th. Like another couple games on Christmas. Um, there was a... So was there a Friday game? I don't even know, dude. I, I really there was there Saturday, I, they Sunday, were, and they were, yes, it was there was weird. Saturday the twenty third, 
Sunday the 24th, and Monday the 25th. There was like three games each. I didn't know what was happening. I knew when the Packers played. I watched that game. Um, and then all the other primetime games, I was kind of in and out of. Um, but, you know, we can still discuss it. It is what it is. It's week seven. It's week 16. This isn't like week one where you're ready to watch every game. There's a lot of games out there at this point that do not matter. They don't matter. The season is over for a lot of teams. You know, maybe not mathematically, because I keep seeing Bears fans still talk about their 0.1% chance of getting in the playoffs. But, uh, yeah. Let's start. I'm going to guess this was Saturday. Let's start all the way back on Saturday. Bills, Chargers. We've talked a lot about the Bills and their playoff push. They're playing good ball. They've won a couple straight here. They beat the Chargers 24-22. The interim head coach, Cheese, I bet against it. I actually hit. Uh, Your thoughts on the Bills, their playoff outlook, and the Chargers season is uh, over with Herbert obviously done for the year. Yeah, this is – and there was even a graphic. It was like close to 50% wasn't at 50, but it was like 44-something percent of teams are like 8-7 and seven or 7-8. Seven and eight. Like, this has <laughs> kind of been the year of parity. And it, this is one of those games where I, I think I should really uh, compile this on it as well. Games this year have been extremely tough to win. For whatever reason, and maybe again, it's just the parity, the bottom-of-the-barrel teams be, being competitive – it, it, it was a game where, as a Bills fan, it's like, all right, you're happy you won, you know, in the fashion you did it against Easton Stick and a Chargers team that's not really playing for anything. Not, you, you know, it could have been better, but in the same breath, it's like this is a team that went toe-to-toe with the Eagles. I mean, we've talked on this podcast, the Bills are, whatever their record ends up at the end of the year, I could also see a flip side where, like, if they go 9-8, they're one of the better teams in the FC because of just the way this season is shaken out. And we're going to talk about the Chiefs later, but it doesn't, and even with the 49ers, like we don't have, in my opinion, a surefire lock. A like, all right, this team is going to go far. I'm going to be honest with you. I could see any one of these teams getting bounced in the divisional round at home. Like it's just been one of those type of years where it's been extremely unpredictable. But kudos to the Bills. They got a win that they needed. I mean, they can't really afford another loss right now. Um, I'm kind of curious, though, your just prediction on the Chargers. A lot of people, there's been, I've seen mixed reports of this is the best coaching job to, oh, this is one of the worst. They're going to have a fire sale. And what is your, like, just general opinion on the state of the Chargers, right? Now? That's a, I mean, I'm, that's I'm a phenomenal, phenomenal question because I, I fully agree with both sides of the coin. You want yeah. this coaching job and you don't want this coaching job. Uh, and one is short-term and one is long-term. Long-term, you want this coaching job. Uh, Herbert is inked. He's extended. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm 99.9% sure he got extended okay. and is already, like – that is done deal. So long term speaking, if I'm a if I'm a free agent coach, I want that security at that position with that high level of a player. I don't even have to worry about it, right? You've got a top top guy, elite, a you know S tier quarterback, young on an extension, wants to win. The flip side is worst job, 
because all of his weapons are aging, injury-prone vets, right? You've got a 28-year-old Eckler. Well, what do we know about running backs after 27? They yeah. peak at 27, right? Uh, yeah. Who's already shown a lot of signs of slowing down. You've got an aging Keenan Allen. I give him an asterisk. I really think he can be effective as long as he's healthy. He's and I, he's getting close to all-time Hall of Fame great, in my opinion. Like he's, mm. I mean, the guy's got ten thousand receiving yards. Uh, he's he's legit, man. Uh, but he is like thirty, what thirty-two, thirty-three. Like there is a line. Yeah. Mike Williams. If I'm the Chargers front office, I'm moving on. He's hurt every year. Can't rely on him. They've got no great. Uh, offensive weapons that are going to be reliable in two years, we'll say, right? Uh, with the exception of maybe Keenan Allen, who will still be effective at the age of 35. That's yet to be seen. But he is injury-prone, and he's old, so that's not a gimme. Um, yeah. Defensively is where things get very interesting. They it, it, it boggles my mind to this day, and it will not shock me, depending on who gets this job. Boggles his mind, my mind to this day how a defensive-minded head coach had such a poor defense with the freaking personnel that that defense has. Derwin James, right? Khalil Mack, Bosa. I could go down yeah. the list of players that are on this team that are like good players, man. And I get that Mack's older, and I, I get all of that. But I, I it, it, there's no excuse for why this defense is not top ten. Like there's just there's no excuse. Um, and that's where I think the Chargers will take the biggest leap, depending on who they hire is Herbert is going to need to be able to elevate his offense. And he does, as we've seen with the jump down to Easton stick. Uh, and he's going to need to continue to do that. And where the chargers, where I think they can become contenders, depending on who they hire, if they go get a guy like Bill Belichick, if he's available, um, that's where they jump into a top 10 year in year out defensive discussion. Uh, I'm not one for hiring defensive head coaches and they're probably not going to because they just did. <laughs> but if they can get a good like defensive head coach who I think, you know, doesn't fit the exception or is an exception, Brian Flores. Right? Okay. Like, yeah, before yeah. Yeah, somebody who there, there is proven to have been a decent head coach is now in a coordinator position who might be looking to move back up to head coach, right? I know that Jake's gonna be upset that we're poaching him, the bike, but look at what he's done to the Vikings defense in a one-year turnaround, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's where a lot of people aren't when when this discussion happens, a lot of people are talking about the Chargers, like, oh, they've got aging beds, it's a fire sale. I agree. I think it's gonna be a two to three year like roster soft reload build around Herbert, um, with guys like Johnston, who has had a poor rookie year. You know, we'll see. They're probably going to draft another wideout, that sort of thing. Um, but let's not forget, this is the team that found Austin Eckler as an undrafted free agent. Like, this is true. That like, is like, very, yeah, you got to give them flowers. Yep. Like, it's not like their scouting department is horrible. It's not, you know, they, they've yeah. consistently throughout their history actually had a phenomenal scouting department. They just don't know how to freaking win a Super Bowl or win a playoff game with these rosters, uh, which is the final downside long term. Or, or any term, I'll say, to being the head coach of the Chargers, is you're the head coach of the Chargers. Um, yeah. And there's Marty a lot Schottenheimer. of – Yeah. There's some curses <laughs> that come with that of how does this franchise never – you get over the hump with some of the rosters they've had. But um, if I were a head coach, I would take the job. That's, you know, that's the best answer I can give is I would be interested. 
Uh, it's a better job than like, you know, a couple of years ago when Hugh Jackson got fired from the Browns. It's like, oh, come be our head coach, right? Or the Panthers yeah. right now, right? Like if, I, if I'm if i a free agent looking to move to a head coach and the Carolina Panthers come up to me and the freaking Los Angeles Chargers come up to me, who do you think I'm going to be more interested in? I would definitely say LA for sure. I think it is something to note, though. I say it jokingly, but like Marty Schottenheimer got fired at 14 and 2. And like, this is a team that is in LA. We've talked about all the, the good pieces they have. I think part of this job that really nobody's talking about is just the pressure and being in that Chargers organization of like, you have a really flop year, especially after the Brandon Staley experience. I don't. I could very well seeing some of these guys going one and done. So that's what bothers you've, you've me. Seen, that's and that I don't think it's true. Yeah, I don't. You're think willing it's to like hold on. That and, and organizations like, do this all the time. You're willing to hold on to a guy like Staley, who was we were calling like the public yeah. was first job a year and a half ago, one and done. And then you give you know uh, this guy a one and done deal. It, it's like the Matt Frank Reich situation. I don't. It doesn't help anybody. No, it no, it's a waste of everybody's time. Quite, yeah. I mean, because Panthers are no better today than they were with Frank Reich. Like, yeah. I don't think you're going to bring somebody in that is going to all of a sudden just skyrocket Bryce Young's development yeah. and Panthers going to be a contending team. I think a lot of that was on Panthers' owner. And a lot of this we see it in the quarterbacks where it's just this, like, really crazy idea that instantly you can just turn it around. Like, Joe Flacco, I'll give him a flowers as the anomaly of, like, just strolled up from his couch and is putting on good numbers. But especially when you look at the head coach and quarterback this year, I mean, Sam Howell got benched, dude. Like there's just, yeah. there's guys. Like, that... What are we, and that, that to me, what a great talking point, the Sam Howell crap. That that's Rivera just saying, screw you. Cause he knows he's out. She's trying to save his job because he should be the next one out in my opinion. But like, that is just very, because what's stupid about it is Sam Howell may not get another shot again. Like, he, no, he'll probably get a shot, but it's not like – he's not going to get looked in this tier of, like, I could be a starting quarterback. When you look at his numbers and what he did with the commanders this season, it's not on him. Like, it, it, it's really, like, it's not – I saw their record the other day. Shirt. I saw their record the other day. I was like, they're 4-10? and 10? Like, I yeah. literally – I consider them to be better than that. Like, I really, like – uh, and, and still from, like, the early preseason camp, I've been like, man, Sam Howell's kind of, like, legit. Uh, and and he had some games this year, like 400-yard passing games. And I was just like, dude, they have no run game. They they trade away their defense mid-year. Like, personally, if I'm a Commanders fan, we're off topic a little bit from the Chargers discussion, but if I'm a Commanders fan right. and we don't roll back Howell next year, I'm a little ticked. Because what more does he need to do with that garbage roster? Yeah, and what do you what do you think is going to be better? Like, are you really going to yeah. bring in? I don't think if Caleb Williams get brought into the Commanders, he might match what Sam Howell does. No, he it's might so get some better runners, it's so like, defensive. It's so obvious. Yeah, like it, it's and what's funny is Ron Rivera used to be a defensive guy. That was like the the big call, and he's somebody that has just held on to this job for whatever reason. I think just because of the. The Owner change in ownership between yeah. commanders, like they don't feel I don't even know, but respectfully, Ron Rivera, I mean, a couple of years ago, shouldn't have been a head coach anymore. Coordinator role, maybe, but you're feeling the worst defense in the league right now. 
Like that's all statistics. Yeah. That's not even me trying to be. That's you know, real. But yeah. All right, let's let's circle back. I want to ask you this genuine question because I I feel I've voiced this. I feel pretty strongly about it. But uh, yes or no, the Buffalo Bills are the hottest team in the AFC right now. Um, I would have to stat check that with the Ravens. I would so since but, since the Broncos uh, 12, 12 men on the field loss. On yep. November 13th. Okay. Beat the Jets 32 to 6. Lost in overtime to the Eagles 37-34. Beat the Bills 20 or beat the Chiefs 20 to 17. Blew out the Cowboys at home and now win a close one against the Chargers on the road. Yeah, when you read that off, I'll have to give it to them. <laughs> I mean, especially with what the Ravens, they they do what they did to the 49ers on Monday. And they had a kind of a decent stretch. But from the Bills' perspective, if your only loss in the stretch is an overtime one to the Eagles, and in the AFC side of things, you're handling your business, that's why I say, like, whatever record the Bills come in with, they're going to be scary. Just uh, I feel like a lot of these AFC teams at their full potential are scary. There's just, like, it feels like, to me, major flaws with each team. Here's what's um, here's what's a weird sentence to say. Yeah, I'd much rather play the Chiefs than the Bills in the playoffs. I would have to agree because it, it does really feel like the Chiefs are self imploding, and it doesn't even I don't even know which side of the ball anymore <laughs> because yes. defensively they've been kind of just it is what it is. They they do their thing. Offensively, I mean we can. We can do a lot of comparisons with Mahomes' numbers. Love is better. Russell Wilson is better. Like, like that. Who also got benched, by the way? What was that? I don't even know. By the way, that I I've seen this stuff on Twitter circulating about Russ. I don't even know what the whole. I don't. I don't know. I haven't even looked into. Oh, like the so what? What happened was like the whole thing with Derek Carr last year, where they benched him for Stidham. And it was like, why would you bench Derek Carr right now? He wasn't playing terribly bad. It was financial. It was strictly like a Josh McDaniels move of if this guy gets hurt, then he's guaranteed all his money and we may not have him next year. And when you kind of have that mindset of we may not have him, it's kind of like telling the guy we don't want to have you. Like, unfortunately, it's just like the reality. Like once Derek Carr, I think, heard that, that probably made his mind turn to the New Orleans. But the same thing happened to Russ because statistically, there's no reason to bench Russ right now. I know Sean Payton's going to get up to the podium because of tampering or the NFL has the rules and say, we're desperately trying to win. I don't think Jared Stidham gives you the playoffs in these next two weeks. I think you roll with Russ, the guy who's been rolling, especially when you look around the quarterback picture in the league. I wasn't high on Russ, and I don't think he's the player he used to be, but a 35-year-old Russ is still a lot better than a lot of these guys we're seeing right now. Yeah, and I just – I don't get the Broncos. It was a Sean term. Payton decision. It yeah, was like I, I, a I, I, legacy move, I think. And RG3 kind of did a whole timeline of it. It seemed like really to start the season, he wasn't on Russ's side, but this is kind of like clear as day. I mean, the only how are they moving on from him? Sport. That's what I don't get. He's getting they have to eat a thirty-five million dollar cap hit in this offseason, and then the following, I believe, in twenty twenty-five, 
is another 45 million or 40 because it's like what are we doing yeah they owe this man are they gonna cut him and guarantees i guess the the narrative right now is they're just going to cut him in march and just eat it but i don't think especially this is my huge issue with all of it. The Broncos are not in any position to get quarterback. Like, they're in this midst of, like, middle tier, could make a playoff spot. Exactly. You are not in – you can't – like, you just can't do that. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but Sean Payton, like, you can't do that to your guy because now you're going to go in the next offseason with, what, $35 million of dead cap and Jarrett Stidham and whoever. Yeah, and what message does that send to the rest of the locker room? Really? Like that, your money over everything. Either that, like, or all the, either even. that, or all the rumors about Russ being, you know, a horrible teammate, and and yeah, got to you got to go through his management team to get his cell phone number and all this, or they're and they're true, and Sean Payton's fed up with it. And that could be that, that's that, the that only be avenue of like Sean Payton logic that makes sense. He's like he went from Drew Brees to this clown who won't even give his teammates his phone number. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I don't care. I don't care what we got to eat. I can't work with this guy. Yeah, and you know what? It's kind of my thing with Goods Coots. Like right now, especially with some of the picks he's made, I was pissed in the moment. I'm like, why would you do this with love, whatever? But if, if your plan, if you see your plan through and it works out, you look like the greatest. Like Goods Coots right now looks like a great GM. If all things go into next year. Sean Payton, if all of a sudden Jarrett Stidham pulls out something crazy or they find somebody I'm not thinking of and they have a revival year next season, maybe Sean Payton looks like this great head coach mastermind. But in this moment, man, like when you're two, you have two games left in the season. If you were really worried about injury and guarantees, I feel like I would have made this move a couple weeks ago. Like, uh, supposedly it happened after their Chiefs upset victory. They approached Russell Wilson, and there was a big feud. I'm like, because they want him to take a pay cut. Russ obviously is going to say no. I don't really know. But, like, in in your mind as a player, would you – if a team approaches you, especially from a running back position, I can get this perspective, says, hey, do you want to take a pay cut? With guaranteed money, I would never say no. I understand people are coming at Russ's Hall of Fame legacy now and say, oh, you would say gonna... you would never say no or you would never say yes. I am never gonna compromise, be like, yeah, I'm gonna give you guys back five to ten million dollars. Like that's just too much money for me. As a human, millions I don't of dollars. Think, like, here's what I'll say. I, I would never take a pay cut mid contract if I were Tom Brady and I was signing a new contract. And I was like, let me settle for eight to 10 mil less. And you guys can use this how you see fit. And I'm okay, going to go yeah. do eight to $10 million worth of commercials. Right. Or something. Yeah, you know, that's, I got no yeah, problem. That's with that. in the yeah. middle of a contract negotiation. But once that thing is signed, that's crazy to me that they even asked him to do that. I mean, that is just insane to me. Mid season after yeah. beating the Chiefs. That was what was crazy to me. Crazy that's part. Crazy. Of that's crazy. Um, I, I wow, that's yeah. I would never say I would never mid season. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm saying no, screw, especially after beating the Chiefs for the first time in 17 tries. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, dude. I'm gonna say like some choice words and be like, you know, screw off. Like what? 
are you okay. serious? And then I'm going to yeah. start seeking a trade. Like, it's it's not even, like, I can't even fathom Sean Payton. How did that, who came up with that idea? What, that, that could have been, been. GM and Sean Payton conspiring. I feel like the, G, the GM and ownership wouldn't have done it if Sean Payton did sign off. Like, that. that's kind of my thing, is like, that's insane, bro. Yeah. <laughs> because it, I I was on the other end, man. I was like, oh, Russell overpaid. He's taking money. But you was the over past yeah. season. He's I mean, yeah, he's overpaid. Time. He's overpaid, but he's he, he overpaid. hasn't played bad this year. Right. And so is, like, Daniel Jones. And that guy's probably still going to be on the roster. Maybe not. But, like, there's guys that have worse contracts. And even if it's like, oh, we're overpaying. The Warriors are overpaying for Andrew Riggins, all right? Like, he's not the second or third best player on the roster, but, like, they contribute. They should not be cut. I would never – the Broncos quarterback room and where they're going to pick in the draft, I didn't think cutting Russell Wilson was in their cards this season, personally. Well, I, don't I don't know, know what they gain from it unless round. their plan is a freaking 2025 first overall pick because I don't, like – I don't see the vision for 2024. I, I really don't. Like, wh- <laughs> yeah. Where does this roster go from w- without Russ next year? Who are you getting that is an upgrade? And it's oh, upgrade. Man. I don't see. I don't see an upgrade. Uh, or at least a young downgrade, right? Who are you getting? Maybe Sam Howell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Look at old Sam. I am. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Man. Um, all right, let, let's pivot. We brought up Joe Flacco a little bit, um, and let's just talk Browns-Texans. The man goes 368, three touchdowns, two interceptions. The Browns move to 10-5. and five. They've got the Jets this week. They're second in the AFC North. Um, they've won three straight under Flacco. Your thoughts? This is... I mean, I know I'm looking a little bit ahead, but the game is tonight. We got Browns, Jets. For my fantasy purposes, got Amari Cooper, Brees Hall, and David Njoku in our <laughs> dynasty league, man. Like, it's doesn't get more championship-esque. And I, I've never been this bought in, I think, to a Thursday night game. Like, I'm going to go into work tired tomorrow solely for the fact of I need to get this done. Like, it, but it, it from the Browns perspective, um Amari Cooper almost put up three hundred receiving yards. Like it there's no really other way around it. This guy has had I, I believe it was for two or three teams over two hundred receiving yards. Um I know Raiders and Browns come to mind. Might have been the Cowboys in there, but it, it it's it's hard to like. I can give the Browns as many like if they finish the season twelve and five, great. But and I hate to just flip it back right to you, but I'm just very curious from a Browns perspective. Are you really like no matter how good the team looks finishes? There's no way this is a Joe Flacco versus whoever in the NFC Super Bowl. I just can't see it. I don't want. I don't, as a fan, want to believe that a guy can come off the couch midway through the season and lead a team to the Super Bowl, who we writ off like ten years ago. Look, man, it would just look. It, look. It's breaking my brain. We've we've seen crazier things. We had a man bag yeah. of groceries, yeah. win an MVP. 
(laughs) (laughs) we've seen crazier things man like here's the here's the i agree with everything is joe flacco gonna lead the browns to a super bowl and it's like well wait a minute how much different is this browns team structurally than the 2012 ravens solid defense good run game and that guy airs it out with his deep ball and they've got every facet of the game covered. And I think about it and I'm like, it's not like the guy hasn't won the locker room, hasn't won the fan base, has played horrible once. He's been solid every time. And it's really like, it's one of those things where it's happening and it's like, I actually could see it. Because the guy has won a Super Bowl before. He has. He, he has. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, but in terms of the good teams in the AFC right now, my gosh, it's hard to believe that the Browns wouldn't beat the Chiefs other than it's just Patrick Mahomes' vintage performance. Like, I, I got – or a Browns heartbreaker, which is more likely, uh, which is what, you know, Browns find their way into the AFC championship <laughs> and, and their hearts get broken, right? Like, that that's the most likely thing to me right, right now. Right, yeah. Um, I, I, I got to be honest, though. We've talked about the Browns all year. They've been good. Their defense is better. I liked their preseason upgrades. Their run game is still solid without Nick Chubb. And it's one of those things where it's like, you see it happening. You've seen it before. We would do an MVP candidate tears ACL and Nick Foles comes in and wins the Super Bowl. And that team was written off. Like, I, I, I yeah. just, I can't write off the Browns. I can't write off teams that are winning games in December consistently. I can't do it. I won't do it. I refuse. When you are hot in December, you'll win games in January. It's a very simple formula to win a Super Bowl. Like, it's very hard to accomplish, but very simple. Uh, and unlike most years, right, where we – the AF, oh, the Chiefs, they're going to take the AFC because they go 4-0 in December. Uh, no, they're horrible right now. So it's wide yeah. freaking open. Uh, oh, who's the best team in the AFC? The Ravens. Well, it's a divisional matchup. Anything can happen. And man, that that is really that is like the best depiction of Nick Foles coming in. And I mean, you can say what you want, but like he schooled Tom Brady in the Pats. The like, they the they put up like outdueled Tom Brady Tom in Brady. Tom Brady's best Super Bowl performance. Look yep. at the numbers. That's the best Tom Brady ever played. He had like 500 yards. Then you got Nick Foles going like 350, three touchdowns. I mean, he caught a touchdown. Like to this he, day, it's my favorite yeah. Super Bowl. To this day, my favorite. It, Better yeah, than it's 51. definitely a rewatchable one for oh, it sure. Was, it was insane. And it just, yeah, I and I think that's. It, I don't want to pin it back to Russell Wilson, but I think it seeing what Joe Flacco was doing is adding to my okay, what is Sean Payton doing? Because Russell Wilson, like, has that experience of being a veteran quarterback. We've seen what he's doing this season. There is no game reason to bench him. And then you see what Joe Flacco could do off his couch with a amazing team around him. I just um, – I'm at a point where it wouldn't shock me if the Browns got this done. Mahomes is irate in the AFC Championship. Kelsey, they're throwing helmets at each other. It's just, it really pins back, I think, to a lot of our prior conversations that the quarterback is not, without 
it may be valued the same, but in terms of my eyes, the value does not hold what it used to. Yeah, it makes a big difference if you have an amazing quarterback that sets you apart. But I like, disagree. I disagree. You think I mean, so? Because I, I agree I and I disagree. Joe Flacco I, is not a like. Let's say he's a product of the system. I think he's been able to make every throw for a while. Yes, I just, I, I'm yes. very convinced that the team around you, when you look like Brock Purdy, Joe Flacco. I think if you swap to put them on like Panthers, Cardinals, they would be, be they'd be in like a Dobbs situation. They might have a game or two of flash and they'd be benched. But okay, I'll give you okay. the floor. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. Uh, I agree with all of your evidence for your case. Every mm-hmm. everything you said, I agree with, except your conclusion. Uh, my conclusion based upon the evidence based upon the evidence presented is that teams need to realize that experience as a starting quarterback matters. Okay. Okay. That That's, I can get on board with. That yeah. is my conclusion. My conclusion, I do agree that the quarterback, I slightly agree that the quarterback position matters less than the media makes it to be. I will totally agree with that statement, but I'm not going to go as far as say as it's less. It's not the most important position on the field because I think it is. Uh, and I will say that teams overvalue youth and what's new. Grass is always greener at the quarterback position. And a guy like Joe Flacco comes in who had X amount of years as a starting quarterback of experience, then got written off for a young guy who was better than him, Lamar, you know, MVP candidate, whatever. Uh, but then kind of just got sent out of the league and it's like well hold on a minute how many instances of longtime starting quarterbacks have we seen take random teams far in the playoffs let's rewind the clock a little bit here brett Favre, nfc championship with the vikings close to 40 if he wasn't 40 joe montana afc championship with the chiefs right that should be all i need but let's keep going Tom Brady, Super Bowl champion with the Bucks. Peyton Manning, written off by the Colts. X amount of years of starting, has that neck injury, started forever, however many MVPs. Goes to not one, but two Super Bowls with the Broncos, right? Quarterbacks in their late 30s having success. I don't care, man. I, I'm going to be honest. If you've started a long time, you're going to be good until your arm falls off, i.e. Drew Brees. The man, by the way, two years before he retired, everyone said he can't play anymore in an NFC championship. The year before that, Minnesota Miracle away from the NFC championship. Mm. These are quarterbacks Mm. in their late 30s who've started a long time playing well. But now we want to go and bench Josh Rosen after eight starts. We want to go and move on from Trey Lance after four starts. Picking a quarterback in the first five picks used to mean that was your guy. And now we've got the Panthers saying they're going to draft another one. And we got the freaking, uh, I, I mean, it, it's just, it. The, God, it's like the TikTok attention span is carried over to freaking GMs and their quarterbacks. I don't understand. Like, that I don't is my understand big gripe with the NFL today, yeah. So that's my conclusion based off the evidence, is that Joe Flacco, more than anybody ever, has proven that experience matters. Mm. And you have to give and invest in young guys and give them that experience and work with, through them with their lumps. It's not like Joe Flacco didn't have lumps, right? It's not like he wasn't, you know, this. But it, 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 he won the Super Bowl. He went to however many AFC championships. He beat Tom Brady on the way, right? Like, it, it's... 
the guy was stealing Super Bowls from Tom Brady and Peyton Manning in the AFC in the early 2010s, man. Like he he yeah. did that. He was knocking the Broncos out multiple years. Like, man, he's played in big games. That matters. And for some reason, people forget that. A lot of people do. I think part of it is because he wasn't flashy. I think it's like, all right, he never threw for over 30 touchdowns in a season. Like, granted, it was one last game for the majority of his career. But the guy never, like, I'm not saying Joe Flacco never made mistakes, but he wasn't turnover prone. Like, you somebody that he'd elevate your team, you know, you get the ball to your weapons and on a good day. He does a lot of work himself. He throws for three, four hundred yards. I, I'm definitely though. I'm not going to push back on the fact that I am like re- this season more than ever convinced that a like five a quarterback drafting like a couple you know maybe mid rounds with four or five years experience will fare better on game day than any first round pick of like I would, in a season so like I would have to that, look at the evidence regarding like mid round picks and first round picks and success. But for maybe, me it's yeah. more or less just like you gotta give a guy more than a year to determine if he's a bust. Absolutely like, like three you need two to three years at least for a sample size. If the two yeah. years are disastrous, then you don't give three. But there's a reason there's a fifth year option. I feel like it was really installed for quarterbacks because of like that fifth year you can pick them up for 20 30 million and not have to fork over the 50 60 high end of the premium for quarterback dollars because just the way it is i mean we saw daniel jones get a bag last season and i don't even think the dude put up 30 total touchdowns between passing and running like so it's daniel not... jones to me is the perfect anomaly of like the exception to what i just said uh, but injury-ridden season my thesis would argue that next year he's he could or sometime in his contract if he's given the chance he could bounce back and go back to the playoffs my thesis would argue that um the guy want to the guy won a playoff game you got to extend him like he, you know like mm-hmm. I, I stand by that decision but i'm glad we agree i am like i i, I we've said this many times and we're going to keep screaming from the from the mountaintop like invest in quarterbacks invest in quarterbacks go through the lumps go through the bad years and people say it best like the panthers to me are the perfect example it's like drafting a quarterback first overall is supposed to be one of the most exciting times in your franchise like it's supposed to be like this is a big deal you know and the panthers couldn't even get five thousand people to show up to their game this week that's it's we're going for 45 cents 45 cents. 45 cents. I wish Lambo would give those, man. Yeah, I really do. No, I don't, <laughs> because that would mean we were at an all time low as a franchise, and that'll never Very happen. true. Very true. Um, all right, let's let's pivot. We had Jags Bucks. We're moving kind of slow. We're gonna go straight to Raiders Chiefs because we've talked about them a little bit. Um, yeah. and I don't really have anything to say about the Raiders, man. Like, I, I really don't. You fire Josh McDaniel, move on to next year, you're doing good. Anything you pick up along the way, that's W, right? Mm-hmm. Um Chiefs, Chiefs Kingdom, a lot of victory lap from the media. People love to see the great ones fall. Your thoughts on on the current state of affairs in Kansas City? Uh, I have to double check their record. Nine I don't six. believe it's eleven and six or ten. Nine, nine and six. Nine and six. Yeah, it doesn't. 
I was very in the camp of this team should get back to the Super Bowl, especially the way the AFC was. I'm more on, I would not be shocked if they're first out, even in the wild card. Um, this team with Mahomes and Kelsey and what you got and you read can always make a run, but like every single sign is pointing to this not going their way. They got two more games. You just botched a game that could have been really like a redemption statement of like, all right, let's, I have not seen in my, in my eyes, a like signature Mahomes game this year when like. We'd see it in week one last year where you threw for like five touchdowns, 400 yards, like usually get one or two of those throughout the season. I've not seen like a mega superstar Mahomes game. Kelsey's been kind of just a pedestrian tight end since the Taylor Swift like relationship. Just going to be honest, man. I've gone out and seen it at nine and six. Uh, I mean, they drop one of these. They are in danger of not even making playoffs. And so it's like, well, uh, they'll win the division. They're, they have a two game lead on the division. Okay. So by, yeah, default, they'll, they'll sign in on that one. But I don't know, man. This is, we are, we're not at this point in the season anymore where it's like, well, they might figure it out. I mean, there's two more weeks left. If you're not, we look at Buffalo <laughs> and the Bills and just the fact that they, their one loss could have not even been a loss to one of the best teams in the league. And the Chiefs have been struggling for the past, like, month going. I'm just uh, – yeah, I mean, you probably feel the same way, but, like, I, it would not shock me if this is a team. That is just a surprise exit for people. I consider this podcast to be full of ball knowers. And given that, that we all know ball, I fully agree with everything you just said, but I would like to get on the record that if and when the Chiefs do go back-to-back Super Bowl champions, that I acknowledged it was still a possibility. It was a possibility. (laughs) Let me just say that. I am not running a Max Kellerman, a Skip Bayless, a Stephen A. Smith victory lap proclaiming the death of the Chiefs dynasty right now. I am not in any way doing that. However, I would like to rewind the clock to our preseason 2022 podcast, all right? The first one we ever recorded. What did I say? I don't think the Chiefs are going to be that good this year. They got rid of Tyreek Hill. Their offense is going to struggle. Blank, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was just a year off. I was simply one year off. They rode the coattails, and Mahomes had an excellent MVP season um, and, and just played phenomenal. And now here we are, a year later, same roster, run it back. And you want my opinion? We went the whole offseason. They said the Chiefs need to go get a wide out. They don't need, need to go do this. Need, no, we're good. We got Kelsey. We're good. We got Kelsey and Mahomes. You know, we'll rely on him. We'll beef up the defense. Smart on one end. Their defense has mm-hmm. won them more games than their offense has this year. Uh, but also, they've invested picks into wideouts. It hasn't worked out. They've missed on a couple. Uh, the guys that come to mind, Justin Ross was so hyped up in camp. Where's he been? Uh, yeah. Sky Moore, right? Well, just not translating to Sundays, right? Um, Rasheed Rice, who I actually think they should maintain, he ain't a guy, he ain't a number one guy yet, right? He, he's not right. there. Um, he could be, in my opinion, but he's not there yet. 
who else? I don't even know. They got to go trade for Michael Harbin from the Jets mid-season. back for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like you let him go because he wanted too much money because he's coming off the Super Bowl. And then you just trade, give up assets to go take on a larger contract than what he had last year. It, it, it It's just gross mismanagement of this roster, man. That's the crime here. It ain't the coach. It ain't the quarterback. It ain't the tight end. It's the freaking receiver room made of guys who came off the street who can't catch a ball. They lead the league in drops. It, yeah. I, I don't know what else to see. It, it's... It, it, they've won games this year solely based on running the football. I've said that all year. Oh, the Chiefs, what makes them good this year to me? Why they're still winning games and playing good defense and running the football. It's a different Chiefs team. Well, here we are late in the year. Defense is fading off and the run game's fading off. That's not good. No. <laughs> That's not good. Don't expect a Mahomes masterclass in the playoffs when you can't catch a ball. Right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, the aforementioned number one superstar tight end who you're considering your number one receiver, he's off having some relationship on TV every other day with the biggest cultural pop icon we have. You really think he's focused? You really think? <laughs> yeah. Are, are the, the, Chiefs, the Chiefs, I, I will say, I do not think the Chiefs are winning Super Bowl this year. Do I think it's a possibility? It's a Brady situation. I will never write them off. But did Brady win Super Bowl every year? No, he didn't. They were good forever. They went to the AFC Championship 10 years in a row, whatever it was. But he didn't win the Super Bowl every year when he was in New England. And I, I'll just say this. To me, it just looks like this team and management got extremely complacent and thought that they could win without replacing Tyreek Hill. Yeah. They did. They did. In a year that the AFC, for whatever reason, was very weak. I, I said this all last year. I remember going through the playoffs saying, I don't think the Chiefs are the best team here. And they won and got it done anyways. Very, very Patriots-esque. Very Patriots-esque Super Bowl last year for the Chiefs, where it is, I said the whole time, I thought the Eagles were a better team, the best team in football. I still think they were the best team last year. They didn't win the Super Bowl, but yeah. uh, they were very close. Um, and very much like when the Patriots won against the Rams uh, in 2018 where it was like, I guess they're good. Yeah. Like I guess they're, you know, it's just another Patriots Super Bowl. It just kind of feels like that last year, this year feels like 2019 Patriots, not as bad, but a little bit like the roster's incomplete and they've got some question marks that need to be answered. Right. Kelsey's however old he's been dinged up for the first time ever in his career. Um, I just management got complacent and thought that they could win without getting Mahomes a, a stud receiver. And the receiver that they're supposed to be relying on, as said before, is not producing. That being Kelsey. Um, and I just think that the AFC has caught up this year. Can they? Will I still consider them Super Bowl contender next year? Yes. But I think we, I, 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 Call me crazy. I think we may have crowned Mahomes just a touch too early as this, you know, goat heir. And it's like, he's got to go do it, man. Right? If he, a lot of people say, oh, if Mahomes retired today, he's a top five all timer. No, he's not. No, he's <laughs> not. No, he's not. The body of work, the quarterback position more than any position in any sport is based on your career body work. Right. 
it, it's, you know, basketball is very focused on championships. Football has a little more forgiveness on that. And it's like, well, we consider guys like Peyton Manning two and two in Super Bowls to be top three because we saw him just dominate defenses and embarrass them for a decade and a half. Right. Yeah. And reliability over time is very, very valuable to a quarterback's legacy. Um, I'm not saying Mahomes isn't going to retire. He, he probably retires right now as a top 10 quarterback just on two Super Bowls alone. But Honestly, might- I think from those appear like he had three total. Right. Like he lost yeah. one of the balls. And there's a lot of guys whose body of work, John Elway, only consists of three ish, you know, Super Bowl appearances and uh, two wins. Right. Um, winning two Super Bowls is a ridiculous thing, but I'll say this to, to, to finish my thoughts, the chiefs are going to be back in a Super Bowl with Mahomes. But as mm-hmm. I bought stock in, as I, you know, went on the limb, which by the way, is probably up. Mahomes and Kelsey will not win another Super Bowl together. Well said, very well said. I'll give you back the floor, but yeah. No, I yeah, I think kind of went on a mad monologue there, but you know. No, no, it was all very well said. And just um I think puts just in perspective Mahomes arc, like in the sense that to, if you were to tell me now he finishes the greatest quarterback of all time, I wouldn't be shocked. But yes, the crowning of this guy is the goat heir. Well, let's wait a minute. All right, let's give three more seasons. If we have some disasters and all of a sudden you got some guys rising up, it's a very new era of football. I mean, Brady played for 20 years. The dude went through different decades of play calling and defenses and schemes. There's just a lot we still have yet to see from Mahomes that I think it was Damian Woody, I I believe. He was a former NFL tackle. was saying Russ took a sludge hammer to his Hall of Fame legacy just joining the Broncos. And that's where I think we might see it as we grow older is these bad seasons and the ones where you don't win. Like, yeah, we acknowledge Tom Brady can't get to the Super Bowl every year. They might stick in people's minds more. Like, the negative might start to really start if to it's hold the, out. Because in it's my the last mind, thing Russell you see, the Hall of yeah. Fame quarterback. Yeah, like, right, because Peyton Manning, I think, avoided that by winning the Super Bowl. But, man, if we saw he was in a Broncos uniform and lost two Super Bowls in terrible fashion, there would be, a, I think, a very different narrative around Peyton Manning, which is you know, right You know who the fair. prime example of it is? And I know it hurts home, but Aaron Rodgers. It is. The yeah, prime yeah, example is. Of, of media context of, you know – what more can you do on the field to prove you're an all-time great? And he gets thrown in the conversations as he should. But if the man could have just finished the job one more time, he might be top two. People would put him over Peyton Manning. Like, you look at the yeah. numbers, the MVPs, all this stuff, but he couldn't do it. And he hasn't done it yet. Maybe he'll come back and do it with the Jets. And, you know, he does it with two different teams. And, uh, you know, maybe. But at this maybe. point in time, uh, I can't, as a Packers fan, put him over Peyton Manning. Because he doesn't have the Super Bowl in the lineup, and and he doesn't have the Super Bowl appearances either. Yeah, you know, no, it's tough, man. It, it's really tough because you look at what Rodgers had and say that was a hell of a lot worse than Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola. Like I can't sign off, 
you could yeah. argue with the defenses that Patriots had all these great defenses over the years, but Tom Brady got seven. Like, like you said, just one more. If Rodgers walked away with two, I think it it would be that big of a deal for me. Like, he would be a top. You may argue, well, he's better talent than Brady, but right now, like, it's I just... think it would be a big deal if Rodgers had even just gotten back. Because the biggest knock yeah. on his legacy is all the NFC Championship losses. And then you go through them, and you're like, oh, onside kick, uh, blown out by the Falcons, defense 400 yards of off passing. 49ers, like, three 49ers, times. 49ers, yeah. right? And it's like, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't want to – Packers. We're talking no, about yeah, going old hands and put it's like you get my point. Um, and I really like to 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 further your point. If Mahomes, let's say Mahomes never plays again after this year, and this is it, immediately people are like, "Oh, you know that guy was top five. And then as time goes on, we're gonna we're gonna evolve our takes and be like, "Well, yeah, he was amazing for a five year, six year stretch, and then fell off the face of the planet. He never yeah. finished. We can't crown him the goat because." you know, because of this six year stretch, Brady was good for 20 years. And that's why I really think the quarterback position matters for longevity more than other goat conversations. I really do. Mm. You know, who was the goat of football before, before Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, who went for 20 freaking years and was good everywhere he went. Right. And then got the rings as well. And, you know, as all the stats to back it up, it, 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 you can, you can still make a very solid case. He's the best football player ever, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Like the I only mean, 40 player... plus year old receiver going for a thousand yards. Give me a break. That's, right, dude, he's, <laughs> he has like 11 <laughs> all pros, and the next guy has like five. Or yeah. Four. I mean, it's for his retarded. position, I don't think anybody in the receiver room will touch Sharon Rice, in my no. opinion. And that's why, that's why kids at home, if you ever see anybody on Twitter, ever post a top five receiver rankings and Jerry Rice isn't number one, mute them, block them. They don't know ball. They don't. No. no, they don't know they don't. Sorry, but it's just the real, it's great measurables. Yeah. With some of these guys like Calvin Johnson and Randy Moss, their numbers do not come close to Jerry Rice. And like, that's where if it's close, you sometimes give an edge of talent, but man, that dude was built different. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. We've got Ravens 49ers on the calendar. Um, I think I this is going to spark a long conversation. We're kind of slow on time, taking our time this podcast. I guess I'll phrase it into one question. Are you where are you, where's the panic button o meter? The panic button innator on the 49ers. I'll say uh I yeah, I don't even think I have the case open because NFC-wise, this is not crazy to me. Like, the Ravens blew out the Lions. I would not be surprised if they were to play the Eagles and win. It was more like even Brock Purdy with four interceptions. I believe two, maybe even three of those were, like, not even his fault. Yeah. I have never – this is my beef with this game. I have never seen a victory lap by the media so much – why are we all praying on Brock Purdy's downfall? All of a sudden? Yeah, yeah. Like we're supposed to be. This is Mister Irrelevant. He's supposed to be like you know. It's not like he's Brady and won seven Super Bowls and we're what you're like, dude, retire. Like we don't like you anymore. You beat my team out. Like the guy has accomplished nothing. He's Mister Irrelevant. He throws mm-hmm. four picks and all of media is just like slam dunking on the kid. Like, yeah. 
No, I'm glad you agree because I was like in the party of maybe not the best four interception game I've ever seen, but it didn't feel like a like there were three disaster. tips, three tips yeah, interceptions. Like, right, like, like, and yeah, I just I think people are excited to jump on the idea that oh, it's not media. Media has done a terrible thing with sports <laughs> in the sense that like can we just acknowledge that Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy are both good like it doesn't have to be one like yes I think Christian McCaffrey should be MVP but that does not mean Brock Purdy is a bad quarterback that is like where I'm trying to stand still but like you got medios oh this see right there this is why Brock Purdy shouldn't be NFL he's just a one like come on I'm <laughs> telling you right now man and we'll have this discussion next week for sure, but if this is the year, this will be the year. If if we don't, if we give it to a quarterback, still, I'm out. I don't care about MVPs at all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it would have to. Uh, I would actually, I'm gonna completely agree with sense. If it is crowned to a quarterback this season of all seasons, when you can put Jordan Love's now, and I love Jordan Love as being by he ain't but, the MVP, but you can no. put his numbers next to Lamar's, and they're better. Every yeah, every single MVP candidate you put an X to is like, oh, geez, you can make case. If you can do that with all these guys around the league, then it shouldn't be going to a quarterback. Like, Go just my common sense. Give so, yeah, if, if it does, I'm going to have to just be out on the ward entirely. It sucks, but it's like – it's a fraud. It's all like – it's NBA MVP has gone this way. Where like, I think it was like Brunson. or There was a Knicks player that got a vote from the media from like a New York guy last year. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, why is why is I think that, get I any think that MVPs MVPs should be player selected, player only, personnel in the league only. Media should not have the right because for media, your needle is always moving. It's whatever the public wants. Yeah. Public you wants know, this, Emmanuel Achille as an MVP vote, like vote. What's up? Um, you know, Emmanuel Achille, he has an MVP. Like, oh, vote. are you serious? Yeah, I'm, huh? I'm like ninety percent sure. I, I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even know why I ask how because again, I don't know why I was Steve A. I don't know why Steve A. It's dumb. It, it it's dumb. Uh, this should be the reformation year. The NFL should look internally and say this is stupid. Uh, the media has ruined our award systems. You guys can talk about our league all you want, but you have no say on how we operate. Like, thank I, you. I, yeah, that's how I, it should be. And by the way, <laughs> to to just discuss the NBA because that's where the NFL is kind of headed. Uh, you want to talk MVPs? Like we are literally actively saying that you know, for the last ten years, and I hate them, but for the last ten years we've said, well, LeBron can't win an MVP again. That's just been a rule. It's an unwritten rule. Yeah, uh, Jokic can't win three in a row. We can't do that. He's got his awards. We can't do that. Curry can't win again. He already got his. Right, he got his. We got to give it to somebody else. There's so much unwritten context when with NBA MVP awards. It's so dumb. Oh, James Harden's been yeah. playing good for however many years. Uh, sure, we'll give it to him this year. What? what? Yeah, was this his best true. year? Like, you know, it, it's. Oh man, it's been dumb. ridiculous. It's, it's been dumb. ridiculous. Um, I think, and the other part is team success and whatever. All that to pivot to buy, sell, hold. Um, you know, I, I honestly, at this point in the year, I've got one slot left. I have some very, very good stock that I have purchased. 
I am very, you know, my recent purchases that I, I'm very confident in. Uh, Mahomes and Kelsey will never win another Super Bowl together. Jordan Love in his career will win an MVP. Buffalo is going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Shane Steichen is going to win the coach of the year. I am like dying on those, like on those thrones. Um, today, I'm open for a discussion on this, and I'll let you make your, your purchase first. Your inventory is uh, you have one available slot as well um, because you did sell one item. But your, I'll give you the floor. I'm very open to tales this week if you have a good, have something good. Make it good. Oh, uh, yeah. To fill out the docket next week, I'll probably have a bit of a fire sale. But I got to make a Super Bowl prediction. And it's not going to be with major confidence. But I'm going to predict the 49ers to win the Super Bowl with a 1.25 confidence. I feel like in the history of when we're going to be doing this podcast, this might be my least confident in terms of who I think should be the winner. But I just look at the way the NFC is. I would not be shocked. Eagles lay a dud in, in some form of these games. And to my opinion, that's their only comp. For the 49ers right now is going to be the Eagles. Um, once they get to the Super Bowl, it could be any man's game. And especially the way AFC has been, injury bug this year. I mean, if they end up against the Browns, I'm pretty confident in the Niners in, in that scenario. I understand what happened against the Ravens, but even that, it's like Brock Purdy doesn't throw four interceptions in a game. That's not his M.O. I, I'm very confident in the take. But in the sense of just the way the NFL has been this year, that, that's why I only have 1.25 confidence. I'm not uh, not sold out on this Niners team winning winning at all. Uh, okay, I'm not going to tail that, but you did give me good information. I do agree. With my last purchase, um, and these numbers might be off. We might actually have one more available slot. I might have to go through and reset up the spreadsheet because we do have a couple of things that have been sold. Um, no, no worries. I've already bought but Buffalo's going to win the AFC. I'm going to hedge that a little bit here. I'm going to hedge it a little bit. I originally wanted to say Buffalo Ravens AFC Championship game. I'm just going to say Ravens go to the AFC Championship. Um, I'm going to hedge that a little bit, whereas Buffalo doesn't get there. Then I got Ravens to count on to cash out, you know, cash it out. 1.25 confidence. Ravens will go to the AFC Championship. Um, and I, you know, I don't think that that's that outlandish of a take. I don't think it's going to pay super high, but I think it's, I think it's a good prediction. Dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, that takes us to week 17 predictions, assuming you don't have anything else to buy or sell this week. Uh, I think next week and the week after will start to be, you know, the fire sales and whatnot. But Thursday, night football, yeah. Thursday night football, Jets at Browns, who you got? Browns. I go with Browns. I'm thinking the Browns. Browns need it. Not really thinking about it twice. The Jets, I think they've checked out. I really do. Yeah. Um, Lions at Cowboys. Gonna be a good game. Gonna go with the Cowboys. I'm Cowboys here. I'm 50-50 on this. Uh I'll roll the Cowboys too. I think that the um you know, I, I think that the Lions are Lions, a tough team to pick. 
outright to pick the Lions is tough. They just haven't been good against good teams. Yeah. They're like Dolphins of the NFC, in yeah. my opinion. Uh, Titans at Texans. Oh, where are you at? Oh, I think the Texans won the first match, but they did it with Case Keen. I'll roll Titans. I don't know why my gut is telling me Titans. Some good things. I'll roll Texans. I think Stroud's finally healthy. Uh, yeah. Going to have Nico Collins back. Uh, and they're not out of the playoffs yet, so uh, it's not looking good, but it's there. Falcons at Bears. Falcons just had a blowout win last week against some random team. Um, yeah. I'll go with the Falcons because, to my knowledge, they're co- – they, I mean, Arthur Smith is coaching for his job, so that incentivizes him to use his star players. But, yeah. uh, uh, I'll roll Bears. They seem to be – I think Fields is at a point where he's, like, playing for his job, which is yeah. – we'll, we'll get into that after this. But, all right, Dolphins-Ravens. I'm going Ravens. I think the Dolphins lose here. Dolphins might lose out because that Week 18, I'm telling you, I've said this for a month and a half now. Dolphins lose here, lose to the Bills in Week 18, Bills take the division. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Dolphins then. I'm gonna roll with them. Saints and really Bucks. I'm gonna roll Bucks. I think Bucks kind of I don't know if it clinches them the division, but it, it puts a stamp on it. Yeah, I'll go with Bucks too. I hate that I'm like tailing all these, but I just I have not loved the Saints this season. Patriots at Bills. 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 It's getting terrible if they lose this. Cardinals at Eagles. I'm taking the Eagles. Yeah. Uh Panthers Jeez, at man. Panthers at Jaguars. A couple boring games this week. Uh Jaguars. Raiders at Colts. I'm assuming you're taking Jaguars over the Panthers. I'll make it my upset of the week, man. That's I'll go with the Panthers. Classic. Uh, I would like to preface before you do that. Um, I forgot to recap last week. I was eight and eight, and you were fourteen and two. <laughs> so I gained six games, man. Uh, on That's... me going five hundred. <laughs> on me going five hundred. Wow. Six games. Uh, you were not that back is... by eight games with however many weeks left to play. What did I miss? Two games? You missed eh. Commanders and Dolphins. Oh, wait. Interesting. No, I picked against them. No, you did pick the Dolphins, and it's counting as a win, but it's not highlighting it green. That's interesting. Um. Okay. Hmm. I'll have to see about that. Let me do this. Hold on. Mm, no worries. Sounds like a good week. It's interesting. Uh, 14 and 2, you missed the Chiefs and the Commanders. Okay, that tracks. Uh, all right. Taking the Panthers? Yeah. Upset right. week. Let's do it. Raiders at Colts. I'm rolling Colts. I think they bounce back. Jeez. I'll go with the Raiders. I'll go with the Raiders. This is tough. Rams at Giants, hot team in the NFC that nobody's talking about right now is the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Yeah, agreed. Not confident in the Giants right now. 49ers at Commanders. This is might be. Oh, yeah, that's, that might be the lock of the week for me. <laughs> I mean, that's, 
All right, Steelers at Seahawks. Ooh. Steelers just feels like a game they should win. I don't know. I'll take the Seahawks at home. I'm going to yeah. do it. They've been kind of rolling on the Steelers. They're both 50-50 teams. I'll take the home team. All right, Bengals going into uh, Arrowhead. No Burrow. And yeah, Browning did last week. I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I think Chiefs, I think it's statement win, and they shut up all the – Shut up all the after we just spent 30 minutes hating on them, but um, <laughs> they need it. Uh, Chargers Broncos in Denver. Oh my gosh, I'll go with Jared Stidham, I'll go with the Broncos. Yeah, you do that, man. I'm thinking the Chargers. <laughs> that was... um, that's my upset pick of the week. <laughs> it's, uh, and then uh, finals, winning that game, Vikings-Packers. We don't need to discuss. I'm taking the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, got a, we got a thing here. We, we got our thing going. It's rolling. All right. You know, it's working. Set um, picks, really. Yeah. Um, all right. Final segment can be as long or as short as we need. We're going to title it Extend or Nah. Rapid fire, maybe 30 seconds or so, you know, kind of around the horn style. Uh, I'll name a player or a coach or anybody, and you'll say extend or not and give 30-second explanation as to why. Then you'll name one, and we'll go back and forth until we kind of run out of guys of who are on the fence of do you give them another year. Okay. Kickstart it to you, Justin Fields. I would give him another year. Personally, I would say extend. Um, I don't, especially the way he's made progress since he got drafted. I think people are going to push back on he's made substantial progress, but you look at the franchise. Like, it's not like he's playing for a top-notch team here. It's the Chicago Bears. So I would extend. Yes. Um, I agree. We're in the same camp. Don't think you can okay. upgrade him. Uh, I, I was talking to Bears fans over Christmas, a little tangent, but a lot of, you know, there's some outlandish takes, man. But um I think he. I think you sign, take the fifth year deal, and assess after that. All right. Extend or not, nah, Robert Sala. Oh man, what a question! <laughs> I think it's extend. I think he has taken you guys into the playoff discussion when you were previously uh, in the bottom of the barrel, and he's yet to have a competent quarterback for a season. Um, mm. And I say what you want about Zach. Does he have his issues with the locker room? Has he done some fireable things? Yes, but so far, good. Out pros outweigh the cons. Got to give him a year. Might be a short leash, so because if you look at his body of work after three years and it's three missed playoff appearances, where yeah. what, what does it mean? It means nothing. Yeah, the roster's good. All right, mm. extend <laughs> or nah? Let me let me think of a good one. Hold on. Um. Extend or not, Gardner Minship? Not. I think my answer is double-sided. I think he should get an extension in the sense of a starting job, but it should be somewhere else. Like, for the Colts, and especially the offense they run, he is no Anthony Richardson. Um, but I do think he's better than at least a third of some of the quarterbacks we're seeing on Sundays right now. So I think he should get an opportunity to be extended somewhere else. So maybe it's just uh, signing. I don't really want to say extension per se. Fair enough. Um, 
what was before I get in mind, do you, where where are you at? You think he just uh if the Colts if the Colts make the playoffs if the Colts make the playoffs after a um sorry, I have all the connection issues. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Oh, Hello? My my thing is all right, I hear hello. All right, we're good now. Yeah. We're okay. good now. All right. Yeah, sorry. We're we're good. A couple connection issues there. But if the Colts make the playoffs, uh it's hard for me to argue that you have that much of an upside with Anthony Richardson. I really like if the guy's taking to the playoffs, what more can you ask? Um so hmm. if it's not the Colts, he definitely should get an extension somewhere else. He's far more than earned that. Definitely. Definitely. Extend or not, T. Higgins. I know this is for the more marquee free agents. That's a great non-quarterback, non-coach. Um, man, T. Higgins. I think you got to do anything you can to extend them. But given the Bengals cap situation, I won't be shocked if they let him walk. I, I, very fair. Very fair. Uh, and the counter argument is let him walk and then actually just draft another receiver and keep merging rookie contracts with superstars. Like sign, right. sign Jamar, sign um, Joe Burrow, and just keep merging rookie contracts until you, you know, you can't. And let just, it just is what it is, man. Like, I don't know. It's going to be hard, man. You keep that core together, it's going to be hard to build a defense. It's going to be hard to build anything else or an O line or any of that. Like, you know. Right, um, right. I guess my answer is nah. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. I'd nah. probably side with that. Um, all right, Ex- extend or not, nah, Baker Mayfield. Mm, I'm gonna say extend, man. Uh, you know, I, I just uh, crazy how far we are. Yeah, crazy because you said at the beginning of the season, I thought this was a one and done for sure. But it just kind of, I think, plays a lot into our conversation today. I, I don't – as talented as, like, Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, all these guys coming out of school, I think one of them probably hits, like a Joe Burrow with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Like, even I bring up Josh Allen, but it took him two or three years to get to a Josh Allen spot. It's just not going to be that easy right away. Any Buccaneers get their hands on a prospect, I think Baker, Baker Mayfield for the next two or three years, you, you should be content if you're getting what you're getting this season. Um, that's kind of my whole take on that. Um, were you? I'm assuming you're in the camp of, yeah, yeah. He he's earned that opportunity, man. I'm not going to take that away from him. Division title, uh, most likely. Like, what are we talking about? Really? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, not the best division, but no, it's, he's a winner. Um, I will say my last kind of extend or not, you know, guy for the day is uh, Mike Vrabel. Man, I didn't think he'd be oh. in this position, but uh, it needs to be extend, about. extend. Um, yeah. Extend on the present or on the idea, on my philosophy that I've said many times of longer leashes for people. The guy has shown the ability to succeed. The roster has dipped. Uh, give him a chance to work through a rebuild and and then go from there. If it's continued, you know, lack of success, then get rid of him. Right. Um, 
I got two more, two more, two and a half more for you. Extend it out really quick. Joe Flacco. See, this one's interesting because I think even if the Browns perhaps wanted to extend them, how can you? When you think of how much money they've had tied up in their quarterback room, even if you give him like a mid-tier, it's like you're sending the message that you got two or three guys in there. So I'm just, I think, no, from the Brown standpoint, I don't think from just even a PR perspective, like how it looks to people, you can extend him. But he's in the Minshew camp for me that he's earned an extension. Like even dating back to the Jets, like, all right, he's a competent backup quarterback. He should be getting a, another contract in my eyes. Okay. And last one, extend or not, nah, Matt LaFleur. I mean, I I think my knee-jerk reaction is like, duh, right? Because of he's he literally hasn't had a losing season with us yet. <laughs> and uh, the only reason I think we're having these conversations because Joe Barry still has a job. Yep. So I think I yep. think it hinges on the fact if he's going to keep Joe Barry around, then he can go too. Be, because if if he's going to be the offensive guy and the head coach and just leave another guy in charge of defense and you're going to be held accountable for that and not take the accountability of firing him, then, yeah, yeah. he needs to go. Like, he needs to see the door. But from what he – I mean, we have, like, a top ten offense with a bunch of rookies. Like, in these yeah. guys that the future is so bright, I would not want to get rid of LaFleur. But if we have to be tied to a defense coordinator that – playing 90s defenses give me a break like we're gonna have to go to somebody else so here's the thing i i think you extend metals for you don't fire him you don't have to physically extend it but you don't fire him as people are saying you don't fire the guy no losing seasons he's gonna go somewhere win a freaking super bowl we're gonna look like morons right but continue pattern of behavior continue pattern of behavior did not fire mike patine cost us super bowl chance did not fire the special teams coordinator Cost us almost another rule of chance. Uh, yeah. And now here we are with Joe Barry. Did not fire. Um, now you've got an interesting caveat of this whole Jair Alexander situation going on in this guy's locker room. Doesn't know that he's from Charlotte. Doesn't. That's we're, su- we're suspending yeah. him before our biggest game of the year. I don't know what's going on. I have really not looked into it much because it's been over the Christmas holiday and I kind of am at my wits end with Jair because I feel like he's been healthy all year and just kind of refusing to play. Like I'm in that camp of like, it's just a weird, we're, we're winning without him. So I'm yeah. kind of just like. Not crazy essential. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then offensively for Matt LaFleur, it's like, dude, you brought up the best point. He's got Jordan Love and MVP numbers if, if Purdy or Lamar is going to win the MVP uh, as his first year starting with no receivers. <laughs> like, literally God, just a yeah. bunch of ragtag guys. Like, most are rookies. Like, it's not one of first snaps in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. Rookie Dante yeah, Wicks, rookie Jaden Reed, second year Christian Watson, who's been hurt, second year Romeo Dobbs, who's been banged up, uh, and then rookie Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft. Like, yeah. Hey, I didn't really um, very interesting. I think if he keeps him, 
I don't think he will. I think we're going to get to the end of the year. He's going to fire him on Monday. I, I think that's what's going to happen. He, he uh, that Black Monday for coaches, he better be fired because. Yeah. And I do, I do get in the sense of like, who's going to have the best chance to help you win, get into the playoffs and win this week? Is it going to be the guy who's never called a play before, who's in your building and is now taking over the job? Or is it going to be the guy who's not very good, but it's his system? That's and, you know, you can't change your system in a week. I, I've never been a fan of midseason firings. They've worked sometimes, but overall, I just very rare. I don't yeah. like it. I really don't. It sends a poor message and sets a poor precedent that Green and Green Bay is really the opposite of that. They're very much like give guys a chance to play it out, um, invest in quarterback position early. So I understand why it hasn't happened yet. Unlike some Packers fans. But I still think he, dude, the Bryce Young one that this last week was just—that's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Um, but I got nothing more. Um, as always, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back on Monday, most likely, depending on our schedules. Uh, we'll be back next week, Week 18 Wild Card Preview, uh, Week 18 Predictions, Week 17 yeah. Recap. Uh, we'll yeah. have a large Wild Card discussion and predictions as well next week. It'll be a fun time. We're getting to the playoffs. Football getting towards the end of the year, always fun. Soak it in. We got two more red zones. Make sure mm. you soak them in. Give Scott Hansen a big thank you for another great year. Um, as always, thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on YouTube and TikTok and Twitter. And we'll be back next week. Yeah.